for the cold open today. You have asked me not to forget Baby's First Fanfic and the Spider-Man Thought comic. (laughs) So I, like a lot of people, spend a lot of time on Discord. I feel like a lot of fandom groups have moved to Discord. And we will be too very soon. That's Um, my plug. (laughs) We'll come back to it though. So one of my main groups and probably one of the most active groups that I'm on is a Spidey Pool Marvel server. And, you know, it's all kind of stuff. It's people that are sharing fanfic or just prompt ideas or art they found or whatever. And it's an 18 and up group. And we've recently had an influx of new members, I think because the Big Bang has just started and they definitely advertise the Discord group when that's starting. And I get the impression that a lot of them are new in town. Okay. And Spidey Pool as a ship is like, in fandom terms, is is kind of a new ship. I would say like it was around a little bit, but really took off like in 2016, like especially when the Deadpool movie came out. Like right. that's when. So it's, it's not an old fandom, but you can still tell like if someone's been around the block and like they've read all the like really big fix and, and they know like the headlining artists and stuff like that, or if they've just shown up and they're like really excited, you know, just like a wet dog in the house and don't know where to go and don't right. know what to do and everything's crazy. So we've, we've got these new fans and having been a new fan and been an old fan in fandoms, it's kind of like, you know, when you've been in a fandom for a while and it's no longer about like, hey, what if these two characters meet and they liked each other? It's like, what if these two characters meet, but they're in space and one of them is a naga and the other one's a vampire. And also it's the year 1812. Yeah. You know, like, like you get into the, like the weird, crazy niche stuff. But I saw some people that were asking like what I consider like really basic characterization questions and one of them was like okay so they're writing this fan fiction and they don't really know where to go with peter parker's characterization as far as like relationships go and as far as sex goes and they were like how experienced do you think he is and and so like i pop in and i'm like well this is going to depend entirely on which peter parker you're writing like if we're talking about mcu peter that's very different than comic book peter and and they were kind of like on the fence about where they were going with this and and i was like because if we're talking about comic book peter you know obviously like he was married and i was like and then of course there's the spider-man fuck comic (laughs) 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 and uh you know, when you're on Discord, then it's like several people are typing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so people are like, I'm sorry, what what, what was that? Can you back up? Can you explain? And so I explain about Cindy Moon and Silk and the whole spider pheromone thing and that whole situation and how like that's jokingly what we've called it, but also like a couple of other people now call it that as well. Great. The name's catching on. That's our legacy. There's probably like half a dozen to 10 people in the chat at this time. And they're like, what issues are we talking about here? And I was like, oh, hold on. And I pull out my little podcast notebook and I like flip through it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, We're looking at like these issues, these issues. And then it goes from like six to 10 people chatting a lot to like suddenly it's silent. Uh-oh. And, like, nobody's talking. And I was just like, where did everybody go? Yeah. <laughs> because literally uh-oh. everybody had hopped online and was reading these issues. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, well, you guys have fun. You can call me when you guys are done. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll regroup as soon as we've had time to review and recover yeah. from this. <laughs> That's really good. I mean, I'm new to Spider-Man, but I'm not new to the Spider-Man fandom because I've been friends with you for so long. And I've seen like into the Spider-Verse and like the movies and stuff. 
So I cannot imagine what it's like to be someone who doesn't have a good idea of the characterization of Spider-Man going into it and reading the, the Spider-Man fuck comic. I'm uh, just imagining that's going to be like, that's the question of our generation. Where were you when you read the Spider-Man fuck comic? Yeah, where, where were you? That's going to be the big, there, there's going to be whole panels at Comic-Cons. We'll, we'll ask Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland, have you read the Spider-Man fuck comic? I also think that today's episode is going to be a lot of fun because I spent some, I spent a lot of time cooking it up <laughs> and there's a cool, I say cool in quotation marks, cameo from a, a person who exists in real life. Oh boy. So <laughs> let's get, let's go over there and see who that is. What's up, everybody? My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we have come here to ask the question, was Spider-Man there? And just in case you don't know, we asked that question because we want to find out if Spider-Man was there in any number of wacky or zany or unique storylines. I don't know a whole lot about Spider-Man, although I am learning. Kat knows enough about Spider-Man to have introduced a generation of people to the Spider-Man fuck comic. (laughs) (laughs) So literally a game changer. In the Spider-Man community. You're welcome. And so Kat has deemed to be my guiding light. And every week we get together and we play a fun game where I make up a story about Spider-Man. And then Kat gets to tell me if Spider-Man was there. We also have a second part of the podcast, but Kat is, she doesn't want to talk about it. She can't reveal all of her, her sage wisdom and advice to this generation that quickly. We're not ready for it. So we have to You're sit. not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, I I personally am not ready for it. I've been under Kat's tutelage for eons now, uh, and I still haven't gotten to the second half of the podcast. When you listen to other episodes, that's not me talking. That's an <laughs> incredibly advanced AI Kat has cooked up. But it's it's good that we're talking about AI. Yes, it is. Because what's our theme this week, Kat? This week, our theme is genius billionaire playboy philanthropist Tony Stark. Tony Stark, who I have said in past episodes that I do not care. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because I suggested this episode. But it's because I know that Spider-Man and Iron Man have a very unique relationship in the movies. And I know that we've talked about the relationship that they have in the comics. And I just thought that it was high time that we did an episode about Tony Stark himself. I do want to say as a disclaimer that if you're listening to this and you're a Tony Stark fan, you're, you're so valid. And I get it. I understand why you why you care Tony Stark. Me not caring about Tony Stark is not akin to the way I feel about Reed Richards. (laughs) I hate Reed Richards. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I'm so sorry if you like Reed Richards. We're just we're just on with just different strokes for different folks. And you're never going to change my mind. However, I understand the appeal of Iron Man. So let me get that one out of the way before this episode airs. And then I have angry people knocking on my door, yelling at me about how Tony Stark deserved better, which I see people say all the time, and I don't understand what they're talking about. It seems like he's got it pretty good to me, except for that one time he almost died in space. Although I understand it now, it's been multiple times. That said, I have cooked up a kind of wacky, less excited, adventure exciting uh, story this week, and Kat's already heard the single line pitch for it, but she has not heard the story that I'm about to tell you. So Kat, are you ready? I have literally two bags of popcorn ready to go. Okay, so not only do you get my story, but you get some incredible ASMR. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Okay, 
So Spider-Man, Iron Man, adventure comic for the for the yucks. Here we go. Spider-Man in New York City. He's having a great time. Cool. He goes to his spider headquarters, which I assume is in Aunt May's basement. That's where I've put it this time, or like in the garden shed or whatever. And he gets a beep, 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 beep. He gets an email. And the email is from like the White House. And it's like, Spider-Man, come to DC and give a talk. And he's like, okay, I'll swing over there and do that. And so he replies to the email. Cool, I'm coming to the White House. I'll be there on this day. Love, Spider-Man. And then the White House is like, thanks, Spider-Man. Love you. And so Spider-Man goes to DC. He literally just gets on a plane and goes in his whole outfit and he has like clothes on on top of it. He goes through security and everything. He's a good American citizen. So I do want everybody to just picture Spider-Man on like a Delta Airlines economy flight in in the full spider suit, mask and all. But then he also has like a hoodie on and like a beanie and some jeans. Right. You wouldn't want to attract unnecessary attention. Correct. Yeah. And so like, and there's like a little kid in the seat in front of him who's like looking over the back of it. And he's like, hey, what's up? And the kid's like, are you Spider-Man? And he's like, no, I'm <laughs> going to a very secret convention. That's why no one else on the on the plane is in cosplay. But I am not Spider-Man. And the kid's like, I think you're Spider-Man. And he's like, don't tell anybody. I have the clothes on. Don't you see I'm incognito? Like, So they get to DC. Da-da-da. He gets off the plane. He goes back through airport security or, or, or the gate or whatever. He goes outside to find that not a taxi is waiting for him, but a limousine. And he's like, cool, I guess this is from the U.S. government. Seems like a good use of the taxpayer money. And he gets in the limousine and who's in there but Tony Stark. And Tony Stark's like, why did you travel all this way in your Spider-Man clothes? And he like takes off his mask and he's like, I didn't want anybody to know it was me. <laughs> but I couldn't I couldn't be like Peter Parker. I go to D.C. I have the Spider-Man suit in my luggage. So I was just Spider-Man the whole way. <laughs> and tony's like i hate this plan but i also hate that it worked so whatever what are you doing here in spider-man's like i'm here to give a talk and tony's like that's weird i'm here to give a talk too they didn't tell me you were coming and peter's like they also did not tell me that you were coming that's very strange is like mr rogers gonna be there is like natasha gonna be there like are the avengers gonna be there and tony's like i don't know because i didn't even know that you were coming and peter's like okay so they go to the white house they get there and they're escorted inside and they're told to like wait in the grand foyer and they're like, just hang on a second and the president will come like greet you or whatever. And they're like, okay. And they're waiting. And then all of a sudden they hear this like pew, like laser firing up noise. And they're like, what? And oh, by the way, Spider-Man put his mask back on because he can't have the president know who he is. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, so they hear this like laser powering up noise and they're like, what? And they turn around and all the Secret Service guys are like turned around and they all have their laser guns pointed at them. And Tony's like, I don't even have my suit. <laughs> like it's in the like it's in the car. <laughs> and Peter's like, why wouldn't you have worn the Iron Man suit in here? And he's like, I can't just get Iron Man lube on the White House carpet. I can't do that. So Peter's like, all right, I'll cover you. Go to the door and go get the suit because clearly we're in trouble because these guys are not Secret Service, obviously. And so the guys start firing lasers and Peter's like shooting webs everywhere, like trying to like cap the like laser guns. And Tony's like running, 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 running like that gif of the little yellow guy running away from the explosions. So he's running, 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 go to get the car. He gets he gets in the suit. I don't know how Tony Stark gets in the suit. I know usually it's in like a tube and it like attaches to him. Don't ask me the logistics of how he did it in the limousine. He just get <laughs> he just gets in the suit. He jumps in the trunk. He jumps out. He's Iron Man. So runs back in the White House. Pew 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 pew. Lasers are like ricocheting off of his suit because that's how the lasers work here. And he's like, why does the Secret Service have laser guns? And he's like shooting his like fist rockets or whatever. And uh, I also don't know what the suit does. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> Peter's like, I don't know, but we have to go see what's going on with the president and so they they're like running up the stairs and they're like fighting off secret service and the guys are like 
dying everywhere, you know, and Peter's like, oh, we can't kill. And Iron Man's like, they're trying to kill us, so it doesn't really matter. So they bust up in the Oval Office. And who is there? But, but Vulture, and he has the president hostage. No! And, and it's President Ross Perot. <laughs> He's like, Spider-Man, reveal your identity, and I won't kill the president. <laughs> Peter's like, I don't remember when Ross Perot won the election. Oh boy, I've really been spider man it up. I missed the election. I did not forget to vote, though, because I am a responsible American citizen. You voted, right, Tony? And Tony's like, of course I voted. That's my duty as an American citizen. And then they look at the camera and they go, don't forget to vote on November 3rd, or you can send in an absentee ballot, a mail-in ballot. That's absolutely valid. Don't vote online. That's fake. Vote on November 3rd. So that's what they do. By the time this podcast airs, it'll be way past November 3rd, but that's relevant right now on October 18th. (laughs) So Spider-Man's like, Vulture, you gotta let Ross Perot go. Vulture's like, never. And so then there's this big showdown fight in the Oval Office. And Ross Perot like crawls under his desk and hides. And it's just a bang punch shootout. Like Iron Man's punching, Spider-Man's punching. And Vulture's like, you know when like a bird gets in your house and it's obvious that they're <laughs> that they're used to like the sky, but now there's a ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the Vulture thing that's going on. And so in his like frantic nature, he's kind of getting shot at and also managing to avoid some things. And then Peter like looks down and there's like a letter opener a presidential letter opener and he grabs it and he goes from the desk of the president and he throws it and it like pins vulture's wing against the wall and vulture's like no and then iron man goes and just beats him up ruthlessly and peter's like well, oh, wait. and then tony says the buck stops here right yeah he absolutely does <laughs> and then uh and then he goes pop 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 and he beats him up and then the day is saved thanks to spider-man and iron man and so they rescue ross Perot, and they're like okay what did you want us to give a talk about and ross Perot's like i didn't even invite you here <laughs> I don't know who you are. And Peter Man's like, you don't know who we are? And he's like, no, I'm the president. I don't know about you. Like, I'm busy. I have, like, wars and stuff going on. And Peter was like, okay, well, I guess, guess it's time to go home, Tony. And they just fly home with the Iron Man suit, because why would they pay for airfare again? And that's it. That's the... <laughs> That's the whole story. That's the comic. Most of it is fight sequences, which is why my my verbal story is shorter today. But so, Kat, I come to you in my best Ross Perot mask and ask you, have Spider-Man and (laughs) Iron Man ever saved the president? Well, you know, I'm betting there's even odds that there are people listening to this who don't know who Ross Perot is. Absolutely. So here's... Okay, I'm gonna give you guys a little insider information. So my boss, David, is a nerd. And so I went to him in like a group chat, like him and two of my other coworkers. And I was like, what's funnier for Spider-Man and Iron Man to rescue A, Bill Clinton, B, Barack Obama, or C, a fake president? And one of my coworkers was like, a fake president is probably your safest bet. And I said, we don't care about safe. We say ACAB. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> what people uh-huh. think. And David was like, Ross Perot. And I was like, <gasps> like, that's it. <laughs> so so it was almost Bill Clinton. And the only reason was because I felt like Barack Obama could have held his own. Like, if the vulture had come and been like, right, nah, right, right. Obama would have just like Kung Pao chopped him because I thoroughly believe he has the power to do that. So there it is. So anyway, um, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and the president. Save the president. Did it happen? Was uh, Spider-Man so- <laughs> there and was he in the Oval Office? So um, when you gave me this the, the byline prompt, I was a little bit stumped because Iron Man being such a headlining hero these days in his own right, right. I was a little bit stumped on where to look. I was like, okay, I know where to look for Spider-Man stories, but when you throw an Iron Man into the mix, it really is like a whole other formula. 
and that takes me some wild places. And so even early, I think earlier this week, I texted you and I was like, you've given me a real humdinger this week. Yeah, I was kind of worried. I was like, I'm going to have to postpone. (laughs) I ended up having one of my friends uh, like volunteered to help me search for stuff. And so there was a night where we were both like, we just had tons of tabs open and they were going down the path of like looking up everyone that's ever been president in the Marvel Universe in Marvel universes, okay, and and seeing like if they had ever, if any of these presidential figures had ever crossed paths with Spider Man and Iron Man, and there were some real wild ones. Like there's a universe where Norman Osborn is president. There's a what if universe where Captain America is president and gets really into clean energy. I do love that. <laughs> okay, so I have uh, was under the mistaken belief that Stephen Colbert was president in the Marvel universe, uh-huh. but actually he was only ever a candidate who ran against Barack Obama. And while Stephen Colbert won the popular vote, Barack Obama won the electoral vote, which I'm sure happens to Democratic presidents all the time. Which I just think is really funny, but but there were some other really wild ones like Howard. The duck was president at some point. Of course um, he was. Yeah, obviously. I mean, consider um, the present. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as we're, we're going through this, my friend was like, you know what's kind of funny, though, is that it seems like the general rule of thumb is that if in a Marvel story the president is not like an actual president. Like Nixon was president, you know, like they talk about like Nixon having been president or whatever, or right. like Reagan ha- was president or whatever. But they're like, if it wasn't a, a real person, like if it's ever a fictional character that becomes president, they're usually the worst. Like they're just straight up evil. <laughs> right. Yeah. The president's always cast as like a bad guy. And in this one, I really wanted him to be just like a neutral figure. Which was kind of funny, but I did find out there is a comic where Spider-Man alone rescues Barack Obama. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's like a, a short, like, eight-page comic that's tailed on the end of a, of a larger issue. Uh-huh. And it's kind of funny because I feel like this story and the other story I looked at, like, if we combined them, are similar to your idea. But basically in this story, Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, goes to DC to take photographs of the inauguration. Okay. And he's there, and then, like, his spider sense pings and the secret service he like hears the secret service dudes talking on their radio and they're like we have a situation well we With have his two- super spider hearing yeah i don't know like he, he uses like he listens into like police reports all the time so i assume he has some kind of listening device like oh in his okay suit or something, i thought you, you know? meant like his spider sense goes off and he hears the guys talking on the radio and i was like no because, no yeah. you know spiders renowned for their incredible <laughs> their hearing ear, yeah so like he's like huh something's happening over there and then like the secret service dudes are like we have a situation actually we have two identical situations <laughs> and there's two barack obamas oh and my he's, god and they're like okay what's going on what's happening so spider he's like in his spider suit and he's like okay there's one way we can figure this out. And he's like, we're just going to ask them questions that only Barack Obama would know. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and so so he's like, all right, what was your nickname on your your like high school basketball team? And one of them's like, what are you talking about? I'm not a basketball playing man. I am the president. And the other guy's like, I don't remember what the actual answer is. I, I didn't write it down. But like the other guy's like, uh, Barasket Obama. <laughs> <laughs> And Spider-Man's like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Obviously, you're the imposter. And he's like, no, it's true. It was on my helmet when we played on the field. And they're like, you've clearly never even seen a basketball in your life. Like, you're clearly the imposter. Right. And then lo and behold, it's Chameleon, who was like, oh, I was so close. Like, I was going to take his place and then I was going to get inaugurated as president and then it would totally be me because if you swear on the Bible, then that's the thing that matters, not, you know... 
the whole election and everything else. Right, right, right. right? Chameleon said, no, that's absolutely what makes me the president. Yeah. And then it was just really funny because, like, like Spider-Man punches him and he's like, what are you even doing here? I didn't think you worked for the president. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was just made the secretary of shutting you up. And, like, punches him. (laughs) (laughs) So, as far as, like... (laughs) He said the secretary of shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm sorry. So, as far as like pithy, like political one liner, like we chick, we got that in there. And then, like, Barack Obama, like, you know, he's like, all right, well, anyway, it's going to go get inaugurated. And then Spider Man does have a moment where he's kind of like what you just said, where he's like, you know what? I almost feel like if I wasn't here, like, this would have still been fine. Like, he would have still been able to handle it. Like, he seems like he's got his shit together, unlike some of us. And and that's it. Like, it's a real, it's like eight pages long. It's really short. I love it. Um, but I was like, okay, that's great. Spider-Man has saved the president, but that does not include Iron Man. So that doesn't help us here. And so I was looking, 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 and like, we couldn't find anything where like the two of them saved the president. And I was like, well, have they ever saved like a king? Or have they ever saved like another political figure or a celebrity? Like, I was like, at this point, I'll settle for a Kardashian. Right. Um, I'll, I'll take what I can get. And just to be honest, like rescue missions are not usually like what they do. And certainly not. Right. It wouldn't take two of them. But what I did find was one occasion where they rescue James Rhodes, uh, Rhodey, or War Machine, who's like sure. Tony, Tony's BFF. And so what happens is Tony has sent Rhodey to Japan to go learn more about these biohack ninjas that have been causing trouble. Oh my god, okay. It's already amazing. I and- do want to say, like, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I... Every single week I come to this podcast and I go, man, here's my story. I hope it's weird. And then, and then you're like, well, so your story didn't happen, but there was this one time that War Machine went to Japan and there were uh, biohack ninjas. And I'm like, (laughs) I could have gone so much crazier. And every week I try to go crazy, go stupid. And Marvel just outdoes me every time, which I understand. I know they're like professional writers and I'm like a dude jotting down in a journal while I work, but it's like, are you guys kidding me like biohack ninjas yeah okay go on (laughs) so roadie had gone to go investigate that but then he turns up missing and doesn't report back for x number of days and now tony's really worried so he recruits spider-man to go with him and go investigate whatever the fuck is happening in japan sure so they go and the situation here is a little bit complicated when it comes to uh, Spider-Man and Tony because Tony has had a rough period and his own personal company is like really struggling. I think he like there was kind of a rising from the ashes situation where like he got really knocked down and so he's like a mere millionaire now like building himself back up and people are like you know his the stock prices of the company aren't doing so great shareholders are worried and meanwhile Peter for one time in his life due to actions that he had almost nothing to do with is the ceo of his own company Mm -hmm. uh, parker industries okay that is doing very well (laughs) but tony doesn't know that peter is spider-man he thinks everybody thinks that spider-man is just like the mascot of parker industries and that spider-man is like peter parker's bodyguard and peter parker designs his tech um which is so that's so funny because it's like brah if he's peter parker's bodyguard they have had to have been in the same room at the same time, and y'all know they weren't. Like, well, he hires he hires a guy to wear the suit sometimes. <gasps> so, oh, Peter! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love anyway, you so okay. much. So, so there's a little bit of like professional friction, okay, right, sure, going on there. So they're like investigating the scene in Tokyo, and then 
they're just like on top of a building. And then Tony's like, hey, what's that? And he picks up this tiny little piece of metal and it's like a little like screw or something. And he's like, this came from a 2007 Chevy convertible. And <laughs> Spider-Man's like, well, what is it doing up here? And he's like, well, clearly this is part, this is a clue because, and he's like, what did, did Rhodey throw a car up here? Like, I don't understand or whatever, but somehow they managed to track him down to this warehouse. And then we kind of get like a flashback where we see Rhodey is like tied to a chair and there's all these ninjas around him. And then there's this big boss monster that like kind of looks like they've taken his war machine armor, but like rearranged it a little bit to make it a little more daunting. And they're trying to extract information from him and they're like, okay, well you can beat him up, but don't kill him. And he's like, Hey, don't say don't kill him right in front of me. And then I'm going to know you don't want to kill me. And so he tries to like fight the ninjas and he makes a really good show of it considering that he's like only in his boxer shorts. Okay. Um, and he manages to like steal one of the ninjas like laser swords and he puts up a pretty good fight. But Spider-Man and Iron Man show up and he's like, you guys have to go. You don't understand what's happening here. And they're like, no, we literally came to rescue you. And he's like, but no, no, you, you don't get it. And then like Tony's suit starts getting like pulled off of his body, like piece by piece. <gasps> like someone has a giant electromagnet or something. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? And he's talking to his AI Friday and he's like, uh, hey, Friday, what what's going on? And she's like, I have no idea. And he's like, is this a magnet? And she's like, no, if it was a magnet. I could combat it. I don't know what this is. I've never seen anything like this. And it even pulls like Peter's web shooters like off of his wrists. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, like there's just holes in his suit now where the web shooters have flown off. Uh huh. And so, like, now Tony's just standing there, like, in his underpants, and they're just like, uh... So they're, like, trying to fight these ninjas, but they're like, we really, like, Spider-Man's the only person that has any ability to fight. There's a hundred ninjas here, which, you know, inverse law of ninjas, right? That's not that many ninjas, actually. Right, right. But they decide, like, okay, maybe we do a retreat. I know that's nobody's favorite plan, but then... The crazy robot lady who's now using Tony's suit as part of her makeup sends sparks flying and they're like, oh, those are explosives over there. And then there's a big kaboom and everything explodes. Okay. And we find out in a in like the next issue that Spider-Man and Rhodey seem to be fine, but now Tony has gone missing. And back in New York City, he hasn't been heard from in like weeks have passed. And like Spider-Man's swinging around New York City, but nobody knows where Tony is and people think he's dead. And that isn't great a great look for the shareholders and the shareholders meeting. So like they're starting to have meetings about maybe seizing the company. And like they're like, there's protocols for if he dies. Right. So maybe it's time to start moving into those steps. And then like the Friday AI that's like back at the company approaches Mary Jane, who has recently turned down a job offer to work for Tony Stark, and basically like implores her, like, look, I know you turned down that job offer, but we need somebody to take the head. Otherwise, the board is going to tear the company apart. And there's not going to be anything left. Uh. It's fine. Obviously, Tony's fine. But after surviving the explosion, which I did not read far enough to see how that exactly happened, he basically was like, okay, I need to get to the bottom of this. And so he's basically been living undercover as Richard Franco. Um <laughs> I'm like, okay, great name. And he's like pretending that he's like an ex-Shield operative that's just like hanging out in Japan. And he gets brought to the lady that's responsible for all this. And she's tells him something about like Terrigan Mists, which are what mutated the people that eventually became like the Inhumans. Okay. And she's like, oh, I was given powers too. And she refers to herself as the Techno Golem. And she's like, I can control technology with my mind. Like, look, like she, she's like, and she's like, I really just want to use this to push external f military forces out of Japan. 
they've come here and they've made their mark here and, and I don't want them here. So I want to push them out and then I'm going to start my own maneuvers to like start my own conquest or whatever. And she wants him to be a part of that. Or she wants Richard Franco to be a part of that. And she's like, but the first thing I need you to do is to kill James Rhodes. And he's like, uh, interesting proposition. And then end of the issue. And I don't know what happens after that. (laughs) Okay. So there is a story where Spider-Man rescues the president. There is a story where Tony and Peter travel to go rescue somebody. And Tony doesn't have his suit. (laughs) Right. um, For a hot second. For a hot second there. But it is not one story where the two of them rescue the president, at least not that I could find. All right. So you know what that means. Time for me to tweet Marvel again. (laughs) They're getting tired of me. Yeah. Just kidding. Ideally, by the time this podcast airs, we will have a president worth saving. Yeah, because they were so responsible and they voted. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, especially Spider-Man and Iron Man, (laughs) who get the same vote as everyone else because everyone's voice matters. Okay, there was something that you said that I wanted to go back to. What it was like right before you mentioned the web shooters coming off. Uh, Friday said she could fight. Yes. An electric okay, man. that's okay. it. Who's Friday? What happened to Jarvis? Do um, you know Jarvis? Well, in the MCU, Jarvis like became part of the AI that is now Vision, right? And so Tony, so Tony has Friday new. now. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. not. I'm not sure what happened. In the comics, exactly. Okay, but that's fine. You just were like, and then Friday said, and I was like, and then whoops? <laughs> no, Jarvis runs the suit. But yeah, yeah you're right. I, I forgot that I, Jarvis became Vision. I did learn that Jar- in the comics, like the the OG AI was called Homer and not Jarvis. And then I think that was something that they like, you know, made a quick change w- when they were making changes to make the comics feel more like the movies. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, originally it was Homer, because I think Jarvis was still hanging around, like he was still alive, so it's kind of weird to name your AI after your butler who's still there. Right. <laughs> I think Iron Man's greatest invention is is dummy. Yes. The arm. Okay. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that Spider-Man and Iron Man got to go on such a fun trip, except for it wasn't fun at all. Um, <laughs> I do think there should be a comic where they go and rescue Ross Perot from the Vulture, so I am going to be pitching that aggressively. You guys can keep up with that, if you like, on our Twitter <laughs> At was Spidey there? Or you can send us an email telling us who you would have liked to have seen as the president to get rescued at was Spidey there at gmail.com. I'm really excited to see what the second half of this podcast is about. So let us bid our, our adieus to the president. Is there an official way you say goodbye to the president or is it like just like deuces? Well, I think, I think uh, currently it's deuces. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I know, like, with the queen, it's like, you're not supposed to turn around or whatever, like, get the back out of the room. I mean, I wouldn't turn my back on the president now either, so. Oh, that is you. You know what? You right, though. So let us back away slowly (laughs) and move into the second half of the podcast. Okay, it took us a hot second to get here, but we're here and now we can turn around. We are in the safety of our own homes. Kat, will you tell us what the second half of the podcast is about? The second part of the podcast is Two Truths and a Fic. I have come bearing three different Iron Man and Spider-Man stories, and I will now present them to Zeke. Two of them are canonical comic book storylines, and one of them I've lifted from an obliging fanfic. And Zeke has to try and figure out which one is which. Yes. Now, usually I compete for a sticker, but this week I was sent a picture of Cat's Dog Vivi in the sticker box, so I will be competing (laughs) for ownership of Vivi this week. (laughs) That's fair. 
That does not mean that I own her permanently. I literally mean this week, long distance. You can just have her. It's fine. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> All right, let's get started. I'm really excited to hear these. Okay, here's number one. Oh, wait. Sorry, I do oh. want to know what the real sticker is. Oh, we have a Iron Man Tsum Tsum sticker this week. Great. Love it. Let's go. Story number one. Spidey and Iron Man get into some petty squabbling about who is top dog, professionally speaking. But their skyline-spanning grudge match stops when they realize Miles has gone missing, kidnapped by a would-be hero that seeks to end the dilemma of supers and mutants by capturing them and taking their powers for his own. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, I like that one. Uh, Let's go on to the second one. Number two. Now that Spider-Man is on the Avengers' radar, the grown-ups can't decide if they should let Spidey be, give him a commendation, or throw the kid in jail. In the end, it falls to Tony Stark to train the young hero and teach him how to save the world responsibly. Too bad he has no idea what he's doing. Okay, that just sounds like the whole movie relationship, (laughs) which I feel like is a trick. But let's go on to the third one. I would never trick you. What a lie. (laughs) All systems are on high alert when a portal opens up in the middle of downtown New York. Spider-Man, Iron Man, and the rest of the Avengers prepare to investigate, ready for an alien invasion, or worse. What they don't expect is for a single human being to step out into their world, and for that human being to be a teenage Tony Stark. (gasps) Turns out, he's always been kind of a jerk. Okay... Okay, you got me. I really thought you were going to say Reed Richards. <laughs> I would um, never do that to you. You were like, and then out he comes, Reed Richards. And I'd have been like, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. Okay. <sighs> okay, the first one I think is a comic because we just talked about Peter and Tony both being CEOs. I, so I think this is probably a continuation of that. Maybe. The second one feels like a fanfic to me, but so does the third one. And obviously they cannot both be fanfics. I am going to leverage my previous knowledge because I did have that one comic where Spider-Man went back in the past and found young Tony Stark. And we did not talk about a story where Tony comes out of a portal. And I feel like maybe we would have or maybe you missed it. So now I'm kind of now I'm a little conflicted again. The second one, (laughs) the second one feels like a fanfic because it's like so broad. It's like, okay, so Tony teaches Spider-Man how to be a hero. Like, that's the movies, and that's also, like, something someone would write extensive fan fiction about. So I feel like that's, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with my gut on this one, and I'm going to say that the third one is the fanfic for lack of evidence. So I'm going to say, <laughs> canon, canon fanfic, final answer. Your gut is getting better. <gasps> oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, you win Vivi for a whole week. Wow, Vivi, you're going to love my house here in Chicago. <laughs> I don't have a yard at all. There's no dog door. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> I am so excited because I really, honestly, you have no idea how close I was to saying the second one was a fanfic. Like, really, really close. I was like, well, obviously that one's it. Because like, I know some comic book artist somewhere has drawn Tony Stark. But then it was like, also, the alien invasion part kind of got me because I was like, oh, maybe they put that in there because they're like, oh, remember in the Avengers when there were aliens in the sky, which I feel like everyone has forgotten about now because it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into this. I'm really excited. I really want to hear about the one with Miles, but we'll start wherever you want to start. Uh, OK, sure. Well, let's start with the fan fiction. The, the fan fiction is called Deja Vu, and it's by It's All Avengers. <laughs> Oops, uh, all Avengers. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
Oh, raspberry flavored. Yeah, this was a kind of cute fanfic. It's not strictly MCU, but definitely like maybe a little bit influenced. I was trying really hard and, th- and it was difficult to find fan fiction that involves Tony Stark and Spider-Man that isn't like MCU. Right. Because um, I feel like once you start throwing like Ned and stuff in there, like it's a dead giveaway. Like, did that happen in the movies or not? Right. Um, but like Spider-Man is still like on the younger side, you know. So what ends up happening is like this portal opens up and they're just like, oh, you know, all systems on red alert. And then like this kid pops out and they're like, oh, my God, it's Tony. That's weird. And then it turns out that like this young Tony who's like very obstinate and very difficult to work with. And they're like, okay, we're just going to put you in a room for a little while because we don't want you fucking up the space time continuum or whatever the hell. And of course he breaks out and then like they find out that he had a very sad home life. Oh, of course. And and so like he basically had invented dimensional travel to try and escape where he was. And they're like, okay, that's really cool. But you need to go back. <laughs> yeah. And and like he bought the young Tony Stark, like begrudgingly starts to bond with Spider-Man. And he's like, I don't understand. Like, you seem like you're close with older me, which is weird because I'm not close with anyone. And yeah, it's it's, you know, one of those stories where like characters get to know a different side of someone that they, you know, feel like they know well, but they haven't seen them in a certain light. So yeah, that was that was a good one. Let's see the oh, the the baby Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man with training wheels is from Ultimate Spider-Man and it's towards the end of the run or towards the end of Ultimate Peter Parker's run. These comics where Tony is trying to teach Spider-Man how to be a hero are some of my favorite panels from a Spider-Man comic. And there's some that I like reference repeatedly. And, And I will say that like, I feel like the the art style in Ultimate did shift a little bit. And at this point, they're really trying to drive home like how small this 16 year old boy is okay <laughs> compared to like tony stark in his like suit like he literally just was like like a small sassy child but it's really funny because he's like okay we're gonna meet on top of this building for training and spider-man's like okay iron man whatever you say and he's like all right we're here i want you to hit me as hard as you can and he's like what and he's like yeah just come on do it kid and he's like you want me to hit you in your very expensive robot suit that probably will explode as hard as I can. And he's like, yes. And he's (gasps) like, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? And he's like, also correct. (sighs) But we didn't know what to do with you. And it fell to me to train you. And he's like, what, what, why? And he's like, well, it could have been worse. Captain America wanted to put you in jail. And he's like, what? And he's like freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of funny because like Tony Stark is just being very like, I have to teach this kid. I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, mid training montage or whatever. Not even. They're just talking about girls mostly. <laughs> uh, as you do. As you do. Because Tony Stark is like something, something, something girlfriend. And and of course, like little tiny Spider-Man's like, who are you dating? Wait, is it Captain Marvel? Are you dating Captain Marvel? That's a bad idea. And and he's like, I, I, I can't believe you're doing that. And Tony's like, are you trying to give me dating advice? Do you think that you, this 16-year-old kid, invented not pooping where you eat? And, <laughs> and Peter, Peter's like, well, I think I invented not saying it so rudely. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, like, something happens and they have to go emergency, go solve this thing. And then, like, Tony actually gets to see him in action. And he's like, oh, okay, he's young and he's inexperienced, but, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he's very capable and he doesn't like flinch for a second and he doesn't think twice about like 
throwing himself in danger to save somebody or whatever. Like, there's not really anything I can teach him, per se. And so he's like, look, kid, when you think you're ready, I want you to come work for me. So just come to me when you want to. But as far as it goes right now, like, I don't have anything I can teach you, which is really sweet. And it's very cute. And of course, that's like right before Peter Parker dies, but that's fine. Oh, uh oh. Um, oh, mm-mm. and the other comics are from Amazing Spider Man 2016. And yeah, so this is when Peter Parker is currently the head of Parker Industries and Tony's rebuilding Stark Industries. And they just get into this petty argument where like Tony is like, hey, Spider Man, you know, uh, I could fix those web shooters for you. He's like, Peter Parker built those, right? And Spider Man's like, yeah. And he's like, well, I mean, that's like second-rate engineering. I could make them awesome. And Spider-Man's like, I don't think you know what you're saying. And he's like, totally do. And it's just Tony Stark. And so they end up just having this like, squ- I mean, they're punching each other and they're squabbling, but it's, you know, up in the air and against buildings and shit like that. And meanwhile, Miles is like, mom, dad, stop fighting. <laughs> um, but then they like turn around and Miles is gone and Miles has been kidnapped by this hero? Question mark. Um, okay. This, this character who is like by day, you know, a rich philanthropist, but he's created this system of tanks or whatever, where he's like been kidnapping uh, superpowered individuals and he throws them in the tank. And then that, they're like his superpower library, basically. And he's able to access their powers as long as they're in his weird fish tanks. And he's been going out and heroing with them. And so like people are like, oh, it's Regent, you know, he saved the bus of burning children or whatever okay Um, (laughs) but like oh actually he's you know really terrible and so they're like what was your plan like to kidnap every superpowered individual on the planet and he's like i mean yeah that's what it takes and they're just like that's insane and he's like well you know nothing's perfect (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so like they're they're fighting him or whatever and uh i think mary jane gets to suit up and come and come and kick some ass and and it's looking bad but then like right at that minute like miles has broken everybody out and so like all of these heroes who had been trapped like rise out of the building and are like yeah fuck him up you know it's it's a really great scene like splash page moment it's just like oh it's good it's good art so yeah that that was another fun one but it is kind of fun to see tony and peter i don't know being professional rivals and combating each other in that way and like it's really fun to see those two characters and personalities playing off each other because they're not like super friends and they're not enemies. They're kind of frenemies. And I don't know. I think, I think that that relationship like in this issue is just really well written mm-hmm. in a way that like seems realistic. Like you can see this petty argument escalating and becoming kind of ridiculous as they get into this super dick measuring contest or whatever. <laughs> um, I love when characters are written like that though. Like that's one of my favorite tropes is like two characters coming together and absolutely just having, like, a my dick is bigger than your dick thing. But they have mm-hmm. to come together for, like, a common goal. And, mm-hmm. like, and the, it's not even, like, in the end, they're like, oh, we should have been humble. It's just like, fine, I will work with you on this. And then at the end of it, they're like, I guess. Fine. What? This is fine. Like, I guess. <laughs> whatever. I really like that. I like all these stories. I think they all sound really great. They're very fun. I especially like any story that features Miles, because Miles is my favorite Spider-Man character, officially. Not my favorite Marvel character, because that's Daredevil, but uh, <laughs> but my favorite Spider-Man character, for sure. We're going to do Daredevil episode part two, where I'm going to ask Kat if Daredevil and Miles have ever hung out. And that'll really be an episode where you guys <laughs> will get to know me very well. <laughs> um, I have wildly different feelings about Miles Morales and Daredevil. So thank you so much for looking up these stories and for bringing these 
to me, to our listeners, I'm I I've greatly enjoyed hearing about them, but I am also excited for the next segment. Because as I understand it, we're not doing trivia this week. We are not doing trivia this week. This week, I have a fun game for you to play that I have done some additional research for. So I hope you're super excited. <laughs> okay. What is the, have, have, does the game have a, like a title? Uh, yes. Yeah. So in this game, I'm going to give you a crazy thing that uh, an extremely wealthy person has done. <laughs> and you have to tell me whether or not it was Tony Stark or a real life billionaire. Okay. And the game is called Who Wants to Eat a Billionaire? <laughs> I already win cuz it's me for sure. I'm so excited. I had to, I when you told me that you had a game this week, I was like, what the hell kind of game were we going to play? And for like a hot second, maybe I had a dream about it that like we played like did Tony Stark invent this weird thing? And I was like, okay, that's fine, but this has uh, surpass my wildest expectations. So I am so ready to play. Let's do it. All right. Here's the first one. Okay. Spelled out his name on his private island by digging a waterway so large and deep that it can be seen from space. I feel like Tony Stark did that because you can't see stuff from space. Like the, I feel like we even debunked that you can't see the Great Wall from space. Maybe I have that wrong. I feel like Tony Stark did that. That's that's my answer. Uh, no, this was a real life billionaire. Oh. Um. I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly. Uh, Sheikh Hamad bin Hamdan al Nahyan on his island, Al Futasi Island. Okay. Uh, he dug these waterways to spell out Hamad. And you can definitely see it from Google Maps and at least a little bit from space. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm already floored, but let's, <laughs> let's keep going, I guess. Okay, co-founded a brain trust, unironically named the Illuminati. Oh, a real dude did that for sure. I do not believe so. This is, in fact, a Marvel Comics thing. Uh, Damn. This is a group of six. It's made up of Tony Stark, Reed Richards, <gasps> Black Bolt, Professor X, Namor, and uh, Doctor Strange. So a bunch of white dudes decided that they're going to solve everybody's problems and make a bunch of decisions without anybody knowing. As, in it, as is the nature of the white as man. As <laughs> is the nature, yeah. Uh, and they've caused just as many problems as they've solved. They were oh. like, what if we shoot the Hulk into space? And then that became a whole thing. What? Okay. We don't have time for that. We'll do a Hulk episode, I guess. <laughs> we just don't have time for it. Ugh. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm frustrated with this game, but let's keep going. All right. Purchased Leonardo da Vinci's journals. Oh, real dude. For sure. Yes. Okay. So this was Bill Gates. And uh, he spent thirty-eight point sorry thirty point eight million dollars to purchase the Codex Leicester. Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, okay. To purchase one of uh, Da Vinci's codexes, so like a whole journal that has like all his you know figures and drawings and sketches and all that. Yeah, the um the, the that's the one with like the balloon design in it, I think. Anyway, I, I don't know how many more of these you have, but I want to stop and say, I can't stand when people try to frame Bill Gates as a good billionaire. Bill Gates, if you're listening to this, eat my entire ass. There are no <laughs> billionaires that are your friends. Bill Gates buying these documents when they could have been in a museum, ugh, steams me. But I did know, I knew some billionaire had done that. So this one I haven't yeah. heard of. 
when when I was looking up like crazy things billionaires have bought, like one of them was like an art museum in Mexico, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not that crazy. But there were some wild ones. Okay, here's the next one. Okay, purchase the land on which Area 51 sits. Um, let's see if I say Iron Man. Or if I say Tony Stark, then it's gone one, two, one, two, right? And I don't think you would do that, but maybe you would. Um, don't try to meta it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to. The government owns that, right? So it can't. So I say, I say Tony Stark. Yes, Tony Stark did okay. purchase Area 51 for reasons that have never been disclosed. <laughs> what? Just, yeah, they were just like, by the way, Tony Stark owns this, but we're never going to mention it again. <laughs> That's why they shot the Hulk into space. <laughs> To go get more aliens for Area 51 that Tony Stark owns. That's his own alien petting zoo. It's true. The Marvel Universe is notoriously devoid of aliens. I figured it out. Okay. Built the world's largest dinosaur park full of robotic dinosaurs, of course. John Hammond, obviously. Just kidding. World's largest dinosaur park. I feel like I would know about a giant dinosaur park full of robot dinosaurs, but new things happen every day. I'm going to say a real person did that. A real person did this. This was Clive Palmer. So this is in Australia, or was in Australia. The, reading about this uh, particular attraction, green quotation marks, was a trip because it was the Palmer Coolum Resort, which was this like five-star resort where like the Australian PGA was held, right? Right. And he bought it and he was like, I have some ideas for this place. First of all, dinosaurs. <laughs> And so he had 160 robotic, like, animatronic dinosaurs installed on the premises, and then also, like, repainted a bunch of the fairway to, like, advertise his other properties or whatever. And people were like, we don't like, we we don't like this. This is not, we didn't come here for weird dinosaur island. Like, that's not, what? And, and like, people were like, it's terrible. Like, you could hear the dinosaurs roaring from your bedroom like across the way or whatever. He was charging $100 for a family of five to basically like drive their car down a street to like see these like dinosaurs going like <laughs> oh my god and people were like that seems like an awful lot of money and he was like well it's cheaper than Disneyland and it was like we're talking about a 20 minute car ride yeah what the um, hell and uh, after he did this, the Australian PGA no longer held their tournaments there. <laughs> I um, I actually just Googled this, and seeing this enormous T-Rex in the middle of a golf tournament is so funny. Please Google this if you're listening to this. This is the funniest image I've ever seen in my life. It's just like white dudes playing <laughs> golf, and there's a T-Rex there. I think the T-Rex is the one that caught on fire. <gasps> so so one of them caught on fire and just burned to the ground, but now this whole park is, like, defunct. Like, if you look it up on TripAdvisor, it's just a bunch of people that were like, we were in the area and we thought we might check it out, and it's just, like, completely grown over and shut down and, like, chained up, and it was too expensive to begin with. Like, he basically just drove this whole resort into the ground with these animatronic robot dinosaurs. Oh, Oh my god. Anyways, I thought that was a fun one. Okay, are you ready for the last one? I'm ready for the last one. Hit me. Alright. Released a virus into the water system of a city, and then charged an exorbitant fee to provide aid. Oh, a real person had to have done that. I don't think Tony Stark's like that. I think he's I think he's dumb, but I don't think he's malicious. Uh Tony Stark is not like that, but evil Tony Stark is. No, um, of course it's an yeah. evil Tony Stark. <laughs> this was from the Axis event when everybody's like morality got flipped and Tony Stark was like, "But what if I was one of those really evil tech bros?" So, this was not a little city either. This was San Francisco. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so Tony Stark goes out there and he releases this app, right? And he's like, "Oh, okay. Um 
if you use my app, you can affect your personal body and like create your own perfect body and you can like uh, heal yourself of like medical conditions or whatever. And people are like, this is amazing. He's amazing. He's providing this free service. He's, he's so cool. And then a couple of days runs out and everyone gets this notification on their phone that was like, oh, BT dubs, your trial period has run out. You can purchase another 24 hours for a hundred dollars. <gasps> and it's like a drug like people are just like oh my god you have to turn it back on you have to give it back to us or whatever but i think also like if you're in proximity of like physically of tony stark like you'd get a free pass or whatever so like people are always like swarming around him like as an entourage mm-hmm. basically but then they find out that what it is is it's this virus called extremis that he like released into the water system and so everybody's been drinking it and the app is basically like using like subsonic frequencies to like activate the virus or like but once it's like activated like it does harm people or whatever um and then daredevil shows up and is like hey uh this weird buzzing noise in my head seems like a bad thing and also what the fuck are you doing and he's like what if i give you head trauma and you can't remember it um (laughs) matt murdoch shows up he goes this is illegal (laughs) a little bit i would know (laughs) um so yeah uh super evil but surprisingly easy to imagine now i just want to take a second and say um do y'all see how willing i was to believe that a real billionaire had done that so willing that speaks volumes i really thought that some billionaire somewhere had done that so there are no billionaires that are your friends and if you know one eat them and then redistribute their wealth which is what spider-man would do straight up not 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 the not Kane, not like a evil Spider-Man. I'm talking straight up. Sixteen-year-old Peter Parker would kill and eat a billionaire and then redistribute his wealth. I would. I would like to. Uh, while we're on the topic, and we have mentioned CEO Peter Parker a little bit, I would like to mention that when he did become the CEO of the company, he specifically paid himself like a fair wage compared to the other workers, and like made sure to practice like ethical business practices with people. That's um, what I'm talking about. Yeah. So when the company eventually went under because we can't have nice things, he was immediately destitute. Like there was no golden parachute for him. So I just want to put that out there that Peter Parker, good boy. Absolutely. Good. The, the goodest of boys, which we have said numerous times on this show. <laughs> so many times. Thank you for playing that incredibly fun game with me. Opened up my eyes to that wild dinosaur park. <laughs> um, what's left of it. Right. I do think it's funny, too, because when you were like, oh, we can hear the dinosaurs from our bedroom, I was like, that's why Jurassic Park would be a failure, not because, like, people would be get tired of the dinosaurs, which is what they say in Jurassic World. Just like, I can't imagine a dinosaur smells good, and you know it's loud as fuck. So, like, if you made a resort where, like, people could stay and look at dinosaurs, they'd get annoyed real quick, I think. It's just like, oh, wow, a T-Rex. Uh-oh. It won't shut up. This also wasn't that long ago. Like, I was... I was seeing like 2015. So <gasps> you know that there's going to be like six-year-olds who are like, that's not what dinosaurs look like. Dinosaurs had feathers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why they haven't built a model of Sue at the Field Museum. Because <laughs> uh, they had one and they took it down because it wasn't right anymore. Thank you so much, Kat, for doing all this research. I hope you enjoyed my story about Ross Perot. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if Ross Perot is even still alive. I'm, I hope he is. But if not, rest in peace. To a legend, I guess. I mean, even if you're still alive, just I hope you get a good night's sleep, Ross. Yeah, if you're listening to this, Ross Pro, which I'm gonna I'm gonna personally email you this. <laughs> Cause I have Ross Pro's personal email. He's gonna get an email from wasfighty there at gmail.com, which is our email, by the way, if you want to send us an email. I plugged it before and I'm gonna plug it again. Or if you're Ross Pro and you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at Wasfighty there. I don't know if Ross Pro has a Twitter. We'll let you know next week. <laughs> 
My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we'll see you next week. He died last year. Damn! (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Spider Pals? It's Zeke. If you enjoyed the stories that we talked about in today's episode, you should check out the issues they're from. And they are Amazing Spider-Man, number 583, Invincible Iron Man, numbers 8 through 10, Amazing Spider-Man 2016, numbers 13 through 15, and Ultimate Spider-Man, numbers 153 through 154. Our featured fanfic this week was Deja Vu by It's All Avengers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.